we're back hey what's up everyone this is behind the usher station did you miss us i know you did well you don't have to miss us any longer because we are back for another season and we're excited are you guys excited yeah yeah okay all right well i am jonathan <laughs> i'm jerome i'm alex you pointed to alex when i, yeah, you I, did. I was like dang did i miss my cue or something <laughs> um but today we're gonna do a little bit of a catch-up see what we've been doing since the last time we recorded and we're also gonna talk about a movie we saw last weekend called fantasy island so i know you're dying to listen to that stay tuned all right so who wants to start up on the catch-up section what about uh you let's jerome never starts first okay so what (laughs) have you been doing uh where the hell have you been i have been um doing uh a lot uh firstly um got a new job so well had like uh, got better at the new job i got last year um working at the laser dome at the pacific science center um and uh in december i got to do our one of our artist choice shows where i got to make my own full-on like programmed everything performed it myself laser justice show so that was awesome um and then uh i ended up um getting much better with music production for those who don't know i make all the music for this podcast so i made the beat for last season this season whatever song we choose you'll hear it in the beginning but as of recording this we have no clue what it's going to be like what uh, the final version yeah. sounds like. So. It's going to be a surprise for yeah. a couple of us. Um, and so uh, this year uh, plans are going forward to uh, work on my first mixtape. So that's like the new thing that I've been mm. working on. And that's been kind of in the work since last year and going into this year. I don't know when it's going to be released yet. So uh, those who send us emails, if that interests you at all, and you're like, when's it coming out? I don't know, but <laughs> trying to hawk your McTavie already. It's coming at some point in time. <laughs> so, um, and uh, realistically, that's like the the major stuff. Everything else has just been uh, real small stuff. Moved, got got moved to a new place and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and then that's it. Um, I recently moved too and got a new job, um, which is a little sad, but I do enjoy where I work now, kind of. It's a lot of paperwork because I work, still work with doctors and patients and stuff. I am trying to get back into writing, which I have fallen out of. I miss it. I love it. Um, it's just been hard with the new work schedule I have. It's a very adult job I'm not used to. <laughs> yeah, and it gets tiring on some days. I moved to a very small apartment. It's a micro apartment, but it's it's nice and it's got a little balcony, so I'm all good. I got my little plants and my cat. Um, the big thing in my life is that my sister is getting married and I'm super excited. Yeah. Yeah. So we're all planning for that right now. That's the big thing. And just trying to find more creative outlets in my life, especially now with this grown up job, it's taken a little bit more out of me. I won't lie. And it's just like, I feel like I need to come back and do stuff to just feed that little creative monster in me. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I also forgot to mention. Speaking of creative stuff, I also am in a short film as a uh, as an extra mostly. But uh, I wanted to promote it here because my friends made it, and so <laughs> I'm very proud of them. And it was so much fun to work on. It's called Hard Out. Um, it's still in the editing phase as of recording this podcast, but it should be, I think, going uh, online to be on like Vimeo and also probably going to some um, festivals too if they if they so choose um i definitely like that page on facebook yeah it's a great it was a great project to work on um brett benson and ben i i'm sorry if i butchered your name l uh, what i just say l his last name is l (laughs) ben l cut it uh ben sometimes that's the easiest thing to do instead of just butchering somebody's last name i'm so sorry ben uh that i can't pronounce your last name but poor ben uh, both of them have been amazing trina griffin also as ad really great person so uh once that comes out, you'll find out more information about that. Follow me on Instagram to find out when it's coming out, and I'll let you know. What about you, Jonathan? What have you been well, doing with your uh, life? I guess we're three for three in us getting new jobs, because I also got a new job as well. Um, I now work in the marketing division, um, the place I previously worked at, where we all worked at. So that's been fun. Um, I've been able to... 
um, I guess, use my marketing skills that I didn't have before, but now I have. Um, and it's been, <laughs> it's been uh, a fun ride so far. I've been able to connect with um, a lot of people in the Seattle community. Um, I do events for marketing and theaters. So I've been able to, you know, own those skills um, for marketing. And yeah. Now that we're all literally no longer ushers, do we have to eventually change the name or something? I know, right? Because <laughs> we did start this there. Behind but now... the usher station is a lie now. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I say no. We keep it nostalgic. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I mean, our best, um, I'm going to say conversations happen when we were ushers. Mainly it was just me and Jerome yelling at each other and making Jonathan choose who was uh, correct. And then Jonathan refusing to choose, and I just yelled at everybody. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, pretty much new jobs for everybody, which is great. Moving yeah. forward, um, and like trying to develop more our skills, which I think is just something that's in general a good thing with the marketing mm-hmm. and the music and the writing is just helpful and just a good creative outlet that yeah. I think everybody should have. So, Jonathan, you've been doing more auditions for plays and extras and stuff like that, and which we're very excited about because we do love to see you uh, when you're doing your theatrical work. I still say uh, mostly because it's my favorite Shakespeare uh, play. I loved your uh, modern, uh, the play you're in that was a modern take on Macbeth. Oh, Peerless. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we were just talking about that recently. we were just talking about the other day. I did it at Arts West for those listening out there. Um, okay. Arts West Playhouse and Gallery. It's a really fun um, theater company. I'm sorry. I'm looking at ridiculousness. Dude. I so okay, I was doing so well. <laughs> yeah, I was it's just See, that this is funny. what happens when <laughs> you run the TV at okay. the same time. This truck is just driving by. They just dropped off a pallet. Just pulled right back off. I was giving props. <laughs> I was Arts talking West about creative. It's a lovely theater. It is a great it's theater. A lovely it's theater. Beautiful. Tell us more about Arts West. It's good. It is. Um, yeah, I did a show with them called Peerless a couple years ago. Um, and they're great. I hope to work with them hopefully again. I'm auditioning for the uh, Theater Puget Sound Generals, which is like a big um, open call, not open call, but it's a big call where if you're a member on TPS, Theater Puget Sound, um, then you're able to sign up for a general audition. There's a whole bunch of auditors from theater places and um, just places around town, casting directors, stuff like that. So that'll be fun. I've never done it before, but I'm excited and yeah, to let my creative outlet out. Yeah, I think sure. that's great. It's something I think everybody needs, whether you feel like you're creative or not. Um, just having something that's separate from like your work and even from other people is just something that does give uh, more energy to you. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Any other updates? Nah. No, nope. I'm good. I don't have much going on in my life. Same. It's I just... hang out with dogs and cats and then you guys. My day to day has felt so slow and fast at the same time. Working at a nine to five, it's like, okay, you get into the routine of just waking up, going to work, coming home, basically only having time to eat and sleep, and then yeah. doing it the same day and day after. What? Um, I actually work from 6.30 in the morning to five at night. I work 10 hour days for four days. And let me tell you, I'm mean by a certain time of day. Uh, I'm a new level mean I didn't think I could get. I don't curse as much. But apparently people don't want to approach me because my face doesn't look happy. <laughs> I had a I had a review at work and um, apparently I look too serious. But once people talk to me, they like me. But apparently I just the face, mm. which is fair. I mean, I sometimes do have that face where it's like, I will cut you. No, I just call them. My schedule fluctuates from day to day. I pretty much just come in whenever I feel like. Well, lucky <laughs> you. <laughs> Thanks, Jerome. Made well, us I just feel get, great. I just get tired by the end of the week and nonsensical. By like Thursday, I'm talking gibberish. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, people, it's- I'm sorry if you've talked to me on a Thursday at around 4 p.m., I don't know what kind of state I was in, but it was probably not a good one. 
It's also riding like the bus because we live quite a distance from downtown and we don't drive. Mm-hmm. And just riding the bus here and there, it just it wears you out. Yeah, because yeah, you're thinking about and like when I drive, I'm like, okay, I gotta pay for parking, gotta pay for gas, gotta sit in traffic. Yeah, you're like, should I just stay the extra fifteen minutes at work? I'll lose some traffic, but then I'm also staying for an extra fifteen minutes mm-hmm. or like all that, and just it, it hits you a lot. Transport. Transportation and traveling, you didn't think about when you had like a, a job, yeah, part time or like working various hours. Now it's like I'm working this certain amount of time, and it's just like, oh my god, I'm gonna be in the bus or in my car this amount of time. Mm-hmm. It's also like calculating when do I have to leave if I'm driving in the morning. I can leave later, but uh, at work, it's definitely more traffic after work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So weekends for me. It's like, okay, I have this vision of what I'm going to do for the weekend. I'm like, I'm going to get all this stuff done that I've been putting off throughout the week. And I'm like, no, I'm too tired. I usually come to come here, which here is actually my sister's house uh, apartment. So we are actually recording in her place instead of one of ours because it's like good amount of distance between everybody's place. And also, again, I just moved into a tiny tiny studio apartment and um it's also really messy like it just screams kind of depressed <laughs> but in all fairness i just don't, we don't need want, that in the winter time i do oh, well that and i also don't want to fold my clothes mm. and it's really nice living alone because you don't have to i mean mm. my whole chair is just covered in clean laundry i don't have to do anything about it because nobody else lives with me there you go and my cat likes to sleep in it so it all works out <laughs> um so yeah, we are familiar. So usually I either am at my place or I'm here either with my cat or with the dogs. I'll kidnap the dogs and go to the dog park with them and then take them to the pet store and get them all these treats. Like I spoil them. They, they're like my little niece and nephew. That's what I call them. They're fat and lazy. It's adorable. Yeah. They're cute. But anyway, so that kind of got sad at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all the winters are hard in Seattle. Yeah, there's very little sunshine. Today was sunny. Today was sunny. It was nice. Oh, when you say that, you say like it's almost like the sun just is like challenging you to come see it. Like the sun's just you're like you're in a long distance relationship with the sun or something. I actually don't like literally. I don't actually like sunshine that much. I like sunshine, uh, especially because being, you know, with that, the more melatonin you have in your skin, the more you kind of melatonin. need vitamin. Melatonin. melatonin. Sorry, not melatonin. I said melatonin. Melatonin <laughs> makes you sleepy. Yeah. Um, My skin puts me to sleep. <laughs> no, um, the more melanin you have in your skin, the more um, you want, uh, you need the sunlight for the vitamin D. But it's at the same time, you know, to keep your skin looking, looking nice. But... That doesn't have that much effect on us, though, Jerome, because... saying... Our skin just doesn't. It absorbs. It absorbs. It does not reflect as others. No, it um, does not. But the point is, is that uh, I just I've I've now lost multiple um, races to see the sun in the upcoming days because like people will be like, oh man, the sun's out today. The sun's out. Tick 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 tick. Run outside, and then I just see clouds, gray clouds everywhere. It's almost like the sun's challenging me. I I'll take on the sun's challenge. I won't lie. When you said races, I actually thought like race, like skin color. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? The sun is no. racist. He don't want to see black people no more. It's not the sun's fault. You all disappear. <laughs> what? I turned like, I, I turned like four shades darker, but you all just disappear. And then white people turn like red. Anyway, let's what talk about do? Fantasy Island. That's because the sun is racist against white people too. That's why he hurts them. Real bad. Gives him skin cancer sometimes, even. Okay, Fantasy Island. <laughs> now, that's staying in. I don't want anything cut. I don't want the world to know. <laughs> I actually prefer cloudy days. The sun actually kind of makes me sad. Were you tripping? Because sunny days is where it's at. No, sunny days feels like there's too much, like... Summertime. There's it's a whole song about fun. it. Yeah, there's that, that song, too. Right. There's it's also like, another song you know called what? Summertime. 
the sun is needy. It wants you to be outside with it. And I'm just like, rain doesn't need you. It does whatever it's wanting. And gray skies are just like, whatever. Boyfriend. Well, I don't, I don't need <laughs> to, I don't, tell me I don't about, need no, to be outside. Sun. I can just look out the window and it'll make me feel better. If I look out the window and it's cloudy or rainy, I'm like, Ugh. first of all, the rain sun is an abusive boyfriend. The harder it rains, the more it's like, get inside. Don't you want outside? That's not your fault. It's your fault that you can't handle the rain. I love the rain. It gives nurturing to the earth, makes all the plants grow, while the sun just dries everything up and dries it enough so when one person flicks a cigarette, it burns everything. The annoying. That's how the fire starts. Actually, I stay corrected. Rain is the annoying spouse of weather, and hail is the abusive boyfriend of weather. Do we get hailed here though? That's why, yeah, because we've escaped and we want. We I don't feel want like him to come back, right? your we metaphors or your comparisons are just terrible, and you really need to find new ones because they're not quite anything alike. So let's move on to the topic of the movie. Fantasy. Oh, now again, you want to talk about fantasy? Well, I well, let's go. Let's get darker in fantasy. Sure. <laughs> okay. Fantasy, that can be our transition. All right. Let's get dark. So we all went and watched this wonderful, critically acclaimed high praised movie <laughs> called fantasy island you, i'm sure we don't even have to spell it out for you because y'all we already know, know. Introduction. exactly it's, it's it's that good is that so <laughs> hold on hold on on uh ibmd somebody literally commented uh as a rating no 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 bad movie bad 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 movie go to your room forever <laughs> i have to look up what's his rotten tomatoes <laughs> I just like that one coming. But go on. Give us the synopsis. Uh, so, well, I don't have the synopsis in front of me, but I can tell you my thoughts and feelings. I'll have to tell you a um, quick synopsis. Okay, tell us a quick go synopsis. For it. So, Sorry. based off of the show of the 1970s, I believe. 70s and 80s. Yeah. Um, Fantasy Island. Uh, this version, Blumhouse's Fantasy Island, if you will, because they put the little subtitle up there and everything, is a movie that is essentially about i believe six strangers coming to this island known as fantasy island to live out their deepest fantasies and desires but uh much like making wishes Hi. with genies there's a bit of a monkey paw to it and their fantasies turn out uh not the way they planned will they survive or will their fantasies get the better of them ooh ooh that was brilliant <laughs> little much for my taste but go on um so basically we watch this movie and we have to set the scene because we watch this movie with a theater that has a bar in it um so i may have had a drink we had reclining like seats sangria. we it was a friday night i had had like six hours of sleep the night before that's, that's actually like fair because like my whole week had just been freaking awful and i was like literally during the movie i enjoyed the movie i actually really loved it but my eyes started burning because i was trying to stay awake because i'm like exactly. i haven't slept in like two days i have an alcoholic drink in me i'm like really chilled and lying back the only thing that kept me up was that i was actually wearing a dress for once and my cleavage kept showing too like my little buttons at the top and any women out there understand that feeling where you're just like, I gotta like be, I don't know, a guard the entire time. I'll get to relax. <laughs> so I was like perfectly awake for that movie. I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily dozing off, but my eyes would just like, yeah, it would just be seconds of like closing my eyes and then opening them back up again. I knew what was going on and I could follow everything oh, no, pretty, pretty quickly. Time. But those those seats did not. You must have not used the the reclining function enough because those reclining seats. To be fair, at one point I did need to use the restroom though, so I did miss like. Um, oh okay, I wondered if that happened or not. <laughs> I saw you get up. I thought you were just taking your jacket off. Um, we also went with our uh, other friend Rob, mm -hmm. who has a, been a yeah. guest on this podcast. Um, and it was funny because when the three of you sat down and I sat down. My feet dangled, and all three of you, your feet touched the ground. And I was just like, come on now. Alex, I know I'm you, short. You know you're short. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, but I don't like it pointed out to me. <laughs> no and then I'm like, my, you said I did it. it. I saw it. She okay. put it on Instagram stories. I did. Um, Follow us on Instagram at uh, so the theater behind, was, the, yeah. behind the yeah. extra station on Instagram. Thank you very much. Way to plug it in. Yes. Um. So the theater was really nice. That's the only like thing, but it was... um. 
we did get to drink a little bit, which again was needed. That was a long week. Um, For real. Fantasy Island was visually beautiful. I will say that because it was set on, ironically, an island. <laughs> uh, it was a beautiful tropical island. You know, the blue waters, the beaches, which nobody went swimming. That would have been the first thing That's I would have done. That's a good point. Yeah. I'm all about that water. Yeah. I don't know how to swim. Um, I can only go up to it if it hits my belly. Is that your fantasy? To learn know how to swim? Get a swim, a great swim teacher. If you can swim. No, because I because if I get stuck in the water, I just want to drown. Again, we're getting darker. Because like what? I'm gonna fight against the ocean? No, the ocean's way stronger than me. <laughs> Swimming teacher or not, I'm gonna go. <laughs> Might as well just go quicker. You know what the interesting fact is? If you drown in salt water, the salt water actually dries up everything in you and makes your blood rise. So you end up actually, and your lungs fill up with the blood instead of the seawater. So when you drown in salt water, you're actually drowning in your own blood. Hmm. That's wow. well. Anyway, beautiful that was island. Alex's science fact of the day. What? <laughs> it's an interesting fact. Fresh water, you just drown. Um, that was more water. gory than anything in the movie. That's true. There wasn't any gore. That's there wasn't. The movie was PG thirteen. Yeah. I mean. And then again, and I, I watch a lot of horror films from like the 80s where gore was allowed. Now it's not, which I'm always disappointed. Like when they remade um, Poltergeist, my favorite scene is when his skin is falling off and like they didn't have that. They saw it through a faucet, which was awful. But with Fantasy Island, yeah, they did lack um, the gore. Anytime it came close, they'd either turn the camera away or like do that thing where it's trying to make you feel like you're on edge by putting the needle really close to the eye. But then the person holding the needle ends up getting pulled away or pushed off or something. So it never actually touches the eye. Mm -hmm. But what was your guys' take on the movie? I thought it was fun. Um, I I thought it was comedic at points, especially um, the characters of Brax and JD, who played the brothers. Mm -hmm. um, I thought their uh, kind of dynamic was, was really good. Um... I'm sorry for all the pretty little liar fans out there, but <laughs> that's where she's from. Yeah, God help me, I couldn't place her. I I didn't think Lucy, Lucy Hale. Hale was that great in it. Um, I think maybe she's like a better like TV actress. Um, but, I mean, I agree with that because she was in that movie Truth or Dare, mm -hmm. and that movie. Fun fact: it's made by the same people. That the explains people the a lot. Um. <laughs> I think it would have been better. She doesn't have big enough eyes for crazy eyes. <laughs> no, no, no. She's got like wide oh, eyes. Sorry. By the way, spoiler warning if you, well, I don't know if you give a crap I, about spoilers <laughs> for Fantasy Island, but if you do. Some people might. Some people might. It's a uh, spoiler warning. Um, no, but she doesn't like have crazy eyes. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, oh, this is just that girl that, you know, never calmed down. <laughs> and like I, we i know people like that and it's just like no but like they tend to have crazy eyes where they're like big and like when they watch you and it's like she just seemed like you drink a lot you're probably that girl that you find in the bathroom head in the toilet but compliments you i love going into women's bathrooms when everybody's been drinking the best you'll feel you'll never feel better mm. everybody's complimenting you there's hugs people will just like Share everything. It's great. But anyway. Share the love. Share the love. But yeah, Lucy Hale. Um, I don't think she plays that well of a crazy person. Mm. She's too much of a popular, pretty little liar person. Yeah. But I will say the best actor in the whole movie was uh, Michael Pena. Pena. Yeah, I enjoyed Michael Pena. He was. He's always the best actor. I love him. Yeah. Crash. Ant-Man. <laughs> he was in The Martian, to too. Crash. Wait, he was? Yeah, he was one Who of the astronauts. He? Yes, he was. Yeah, I've watched that movie a thousand times. Okay. I own I that movie. I love that book. <laughs> I, I saw the movie uh, once in theaters, like the the first day it got released, but I don't remember him. Yeah, he, he's, he's not in it as much as the, everybody, uh, the rest of the cast, but he's in it. Well, no, because they don't really show. They like show the astronauts, the rest of the astronauts at the beginning, and then kind of near the only near the end because they have to decide whether you know what's gonna happen. 
Um, but I love that book. I love the movie. So, of course, I know it's him. But he is a great actor. I think he played his role really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like when he transitioned from like the graceful host to like really intense, there was a bit of a slip where it's like, oh, you could have been more creepy, honestly. Mm-hmm. I didn't get so much of a bad vibe from you. More like you're kind of weird, but cool. Yeah. So I'm going to just keep going. Like if he had been just a little more ominous and I don't know if that was like the scripts issue or like the way it was being just presented. Um, But I think his character could have definitely been more ominous, especially with the situation he was in, which uh, again, spoiler alert, uh, fantasy Island was giving him back his dead wife. But of course he made the wrong wording of the wish. Which honestly, since so one character ends up changing what they want, why couldn't he? That's Clearly, really he question. didn't get his correct fantasy so or why? wish. Oh no, he did. He said he wanted her just the way uh, they. Uh, he wanted her just the way they. Yeah, her. but that when one she was when she was uh, didn't know him at all. Yeah, but that one character was also like, well, it was to undo. But then she's like, well, if this was real, like then I really do want something different and she got a different fantasy she's like my fantasy wasn't fulfilled he didn't think it was real until like it happened and then he's like he should have been like well i want my real fantasy then which is my actual wife not like this weird person that doesn't have any memory and that keeps dying i guess this can segue into my portion of the review because uh this movie's trash all right this movie's awful (laughs) i like that movie's bad it's because of stuff like that. Because it doesn't abide by any of its rules. <laughs> it establishes. If it's like, if Maggie Q can just ask the island to give her a different fantasy, why can't Michael Pena? Or a matter of fact, anybody on the island do that. Which, let's, okay, let's go through everybody's, all of the five fantasies. Okay. Um, okay, so we, Maggie Q. Maggie Q. She wanted to redo... Uh, whose character is named Gwen mm-hmm. uh, wanted to redo a proposal that was given well, to her. Well, she wanted to redo uh, she she felt like her life was filled with regrets and so Because Mike, she didn't accept she, the proposal well, from her well, boyfriend. Well, it's just like multiple regrets and so Michael Pena interpreted that as being like this is like the biggest moment you probably regret the most. Well, no, so that was the moment she, she brought up though. Like she's like there was a guy and he proposed, but I was in a dark place. Which, by the way, all of them. Well, I say that because like, she then later changed that to be her saving that guy from that fire she caused. Right, because she finally thought it was. So it's real. like I think Michael Pena at first interpreted that your biggest regret has to be. Has but to he do doesn't interpret. He doesn't interpret anything. He it's the island. Well, yeah, but maybe the island's the island. I don't know. The Listen, island's talking the fact to him? to make guesses about how he knows the information that the island knows, but he's not a part of the island, is why this movie No, he was a part of the island. That's no. that whole ring's detail. He came he from was, a different place. No, he came from island. a different place, but then he like got that connection with the island, and then he put on the ring, and that ring was basically an attachment to the island. But the ring doesn't speak to him. How do you know that? That's what I'm saying. No one knows. And that's the problem. <laughs> Unless there's a sequel, then we're never going to find out the truth. There's going to be a sequel because that's 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> hey, they've made sequels for worse. <laughs> and also, again, Maggie Q thought her biggest regret was saying no to a proposal because she was in a dark place. Um, and then well, they... she, she felt like her because she didn't think, believe it was real. So for right. her, she thought like so when she found out it was real, then she was like, "My biggest regret isn't this proposal; it's not saving that guy from the but fire." Because if kinda, I had done that, then I would have said yes. But that's kind of everybody's. That. Mm-hmm. But that's what the fantasy island is. It's kind of like that, um, conscious regret or conscious fantasy you have, and then it comes up with the unconscious fantasy you have. Like the soldier, what was um, what was his name? His name was Patrick. Patrick. Played by Austin Stowell. I'm going to say Austin because I don't like the name Patrick. Okay. Um, Austin's fantasy was being a soldier. For multiple reasons. I don't like that name. I've only dated two guys and their names are Patrick. And then I had a horrible boss whose name was Patrick. And there's somebody else connected named Patrick. Patrick is not a good name and I will openly say that. But he's, but he's be- no. Bob's best friend. He's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Um, 
Austin thought he wanted to be a soldier. He became a cop. But really, in the end, he just wanted to know he could save his father in that way. So it was really about, like, saving his dad. Well, also, it's about him unlocking his courage. Right. Because, like, he wanted to essentially meet his dad to get a chance to be, like, how do you, like, be brave? Because mm-hmm. he's a cop, which I understand. Well, I guess to, to pass the cop the exam to be a police officer, you don't necessarily have to put your life in danger. You just have to show you know the protocols and could, like, yes, tra- mm-hmm. go through training as far as, like, you know, um, firearms training, stuff like that. But I'm sure they don't put you in, like, a life or death situation where it's like, this person's going to die unless you do this thing. And if you don't, you'll never be a cop. I think they should start doing that. Just dangle somebody off a building. <laughs> how about how about let's dangle a dummy off the building? We well, don't that's have to just dangle someone with a real person. Not a real person. <laughs> that's not a series go. of a situation. This needs to be alive and you know, hang well, it like, The technology show, is great now. We can make it look real. It's just they show what the is movie, so this wrong one about people hanging from buildings? I hear after I heard it after I said it. Continue on. It's I apologize. Like, I greatly apologize for that show. Goes back in time. And she's like, hey, I need you to help me save this dude. And he's like, <sighs> well, in all fairness, well, real high that made me so high. mad. You're oh, a police officer. <laughs> Actually, I got, I understood it. The way the Because he was were, traumatized. No, no, no. That it wouldn't be smart to go into a building like that. I don't know if anybody's been around fires or anything, but I have. And it's like, it wouldn't be smart. The fa- no, the fact that she touched the handle and it was hot. That means the pressurized air would have caused the whole floor to basically explode. That guy was dead. Had the handle not been hot when she opened the door, it would have been fine. But everything was already on fire. But and that's the moment, not the reason he didn't. No, go that's in not the there. reason. That's like, that's what but I'm at the same like, time, he was actually smart about that the situation. As if, like, he thought about that and was like, he didn't think about that at all. He just saw flames and was I like. Can- I don't want to go up there. <laughs> it's a little weird. I don't want to. That he was traumatized in that way um, from his, his dad dying. Usually when something like that occurs in like even real life, it makes people more reckless than overcautious. Well, it's just that it's probably one of those things where for his, from his perspective, he, does, he doesn't imply that he has any other um, siblings or anything. So from his perspective, I could see him being like, my dad died a hero and left my mom to be alone, left me without a dad. I want to do things in my life. Maybe I don't want to die a hero. Like, maybe I want to like it's... do my job, but I don't want to put my... Because his dad didn't die, like, accidentally. No. Like, he was running with the troop and got shot. He purposely jumped on a grenade to save his unit. And so, in, the, in that same vein, I'm not going to purposely run into a fire, and I'm not a firefighter. Just to save one person when everybody yeah, else is out the Yeah, but the way building. they portrayed it was that he was just scared. And that he was just doing a dishonor to his father. Which is, like, not making sense. For me, he was being smart about the situation. You literally should not run into a burning building. And I'm sorry that, you know... that Again, this is another yeah. thing where it's like, the script should have been better. Because, like, I, think... I shouldn't be making these, like, trying to make... make uh, what's it called? Make sense of a scene... That feels like it could have been a lot more complex, had a lot more um, interesting story to tell, and really pushed like these characters. Also, can I say I didn't appreciate his acting either? There was a portion in the movie where he was meeting his dad. And they had just connected. It was this touching moment, and he was trying to cry, but he was just like squinting his eyes. Oh, yeah. There was nothing coming out. There was no glimmer in any in, in in his eyes or anything. It was just he was just squinting his eyes and acting like he was crying, and he was just going like this and everything, and he was just squinting his eyes, but nothing was. I didn't feel emotionally connected at all. So I'm sorry, dude, Austin. But moving, moving on, I uh, also think it's forward, weird that his father quickly believed him that this was his son from the future. Well, he, had yeah. some, he had some stuff that he, he had a know. nickname. <laughs> I was called Marshmallow as a kid. If somebody quoted me on that, I'd be like, no, I still don't believe you. <laughs> it's not the most popular nickname I had as a kid. But they called me that for like about a year because I wore a pink, pink fluffy jacket. I looked actually right. really cute. I was adorable. I'd be like, who is this trying to prank me? Why are you calling me Mar- Marshmallow just sounds like a gross name now that I'm older. I am a person <laughs> who once said that I believed that my future children would be alive in the time of time travel, so I I maybe would believe them. But if, if they were if they were alive like, Dad, we're your kids. If they and were you're awesome. Okay, if they were alive <laughs> in the time of time travel, don't you think they would have visited you already? Maybe they have. 
For all you know, maybe they just don't want to interact because they could mess up the space-time continuum. I mean, one well, slip-up, and they could never be born, Jonathan. But, well, clearly, clearly, every time a child meets their future parent, they can't resist talking about it. So Jonathan does have a point there. <laughs> they, for some reason, can't stay away, and they'll yeah. be like, I'm your kid for the future. Really? Well, I kind of don't want to have you. You clearly can't keep a secret. <laughs> if I do something bad, I'm going down thanks to you. Plus, I like to think that maybe uh, older me was like, go visit myself in the future. Find out what it was like in 2020 and then come back and tell me that life is so hard in 2065. I mean, <laughs> honestly, racism is not getting better. Um, so it might we be hard Trump to for president. You don't, have, you don't have any idea what that was like. God knows what we're going to have in the future. Again, <laughs> things don't seem to be getting any better. Um, but, um, ice caps are melting. Right. I mean, we may be in Waterworld. For real. But um, moving that forward. That was an awful movie, uh, too. JD and Brass. How did they make mud? Um, they, anyway. Their fantasy is that they just want to party. Basically. That's, that's it. And that gets them into trouble. <laughs> I think that is, a, again, the superficial level. But basically, the brother, one brother turned out to be gay and his parents kicked him out. And so it was like he felt like he lost everything. The other brother um kind of gave up a lot for his brother to show him like no yeah screw our parents you're still accepted and i love you so a lot of the the both of them gave up so much they gave up family they gave up you know living separate they pretty much gave up their separate lives to be together and his brother was trying to show him so much acceptance he lost himself so i think not to mention they were different races yeah um they were really actually stepbrothers correct um so i think the fact that they gave up so much to do that and then it is hard when you i think you do have a sibling of a different race you have to try so hard to constantly reassure them like yeah we're not the same looking but like we're we're still family family. like honestly it's with me and christian i mean this my sister's so freaking happy like her face is always smiling i'm not i look serious as hell all the time and are you okay? I'm sorry, my foot fell asleep. <laughs> Jonathan's just having his fun. And so, like, sometimes I'll be like, we're so different in personality, but, like, we're still sisters. We'll, like, still die for each other. Mm-hmm. But, like, God help me if I don't want to strangle her. There are some sweet mm-hmm. moments with the brothers, but I, get, uh, I, I think, think my problem with their fantasy is less to do with the characters and more just to do with the placement of it in this movie. Because this is, if you go by the trailers of this film, you would think it is a PG-13 horror movie about all these people coming to this island and things turn out bad. The reality is, is that this movie is a movie that's trying to be five movies at the same time and none of them are good. Lucy Hale's fantasy is like traditional slasher horror. J.D. and Brax is like a party movie comedy. Maggie Q's story is like this romantic, really interesting yeah, romantic lifetime. drama mm-hmm. that with time travel. Yeah, I, I was thinking of like a lifetime movie. Yeah, kind of. I yeah, actually like, was like, really? Like, this one's just the bummer. <laughs> right, like none of them mix together well at all and when they try to mix not them, to not to knock not lifetime movies because no this, nighttime movies are, i, I they love life like for example uh, skipping ahead here um we get to, to uh, Lucy I, I don't think to, we've had any structure in this conversation we have okay. <laughs> that's all right um, but skipping ahead we have the um no focus the scene where uh uh austin's uh character who's like, hanging with his dad yeah patrick he's hanging with his dad you know and they're like we're going on this last mission it's the mission where you die, dad. And it's like, oh man, it's sitting to get serious. No, they end <laughs> up at the party house where JD and Brax are having their comedy moment with these weird, like ridiculous cartel member. The Russian <laughs> cartel member. Right. But then at the party like, house, that's where the stuff goes down. But it's like, it, it takes the seriousness out of the situation now. Cause now they're just walking around like it feels like it felt like a, they walked out of a serious like military drama into a video game. Okay, oh, but is the whole point but that it was just like this twisting but and turning. This is supposed to, to, to be a to, horror to, to, movie. to play devil's advocate. Isn't that the same thing with like Avengers: Infinity War, where you walk out of Guardians of the Galaxy, this comedy space movie, and you walk into this dramatic Black Widow love story? Actually, that's true, and the same with um. Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. It was like so. Well, Thor Ragnarok's all comedy. Well, yeah, it's all comedy, and what literally happens is that you know ev- almost everybody dies. Mm-hmm. Is, is Loki alive or no? Yes. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. 
I fought so hard against that for <laughs> I didn't know that. You just gave me the most serious face down at this. Oh, me? Yeah. <laughs> like, you were like, oh. But, um, nervous but like, to be like, fair, if any war, it doesn't quite work either. Mm. Like, they, they bounce around. Like, they right. try. They do a better job because it's all, they're all superheroes. So, at least they're all still in the superhero job. Well, they're all but, really shallow people in this film. So, that kind of works. My, thing, my problem is it's, it's not so much the characters. It's the script. Like... I don't know what they were doing when they were writing this, but I think they needed to focus up a little bit and be like, okay, if all these other characters aren't going to... Because Lucy Hale's story, for those... Um, since we were running through everyone's fantasy, Lucy Hale's fantasy is that her character was uh, uh, bullied maliciously during her high school career uh, from this girl whose name I can't remember right now. Chastity or Sloan? No, Chastity Sloan. Was, was like Sloan. Chastity was the model chick that was hanging out with JD or whatever. Oh, that's right. That's um, right. They put her before Sloan, but go on. But Sloan, um, yeah, by this character named Sloan. And so her fantasy was to essentially torture Sloan. Um, and then it's later revealed that Lucy Hale's real fantasy did involve that but also in a larger sense involved essentially punishing the rest of the cast because all of them uh in some way were responsible for the death of a guy she really liked which by the way i absolutely that's why i'm like she doesn't have crazy eyes enough i absolutely love that she became not that it's a good thing to do nobody should do this but like her background story was that she was talking to this guy she had real low self-esteem made her feel better and then all of a sudden they agreed to go on a date so they never actually went on a date they have been talking and they finally agreed which is like holy and hell she woman. did all this she over all that this. that was the one joke that landed for me was, yeah uh, oh like, yeah they only went out one time <laughs> yeah like oh my god <laughs> this for that really <laughs> that made me laugh was that like, was that. funny yeah, that I, was well, pretty that funny that was really funny that yeah. i'll actually give to them but the her her i her reveal not to like rag on lucy hale because i'm sure she like worked hard on it but um, yeah but this is no shade to any of the actors and right in this movie because all of the i've seen like i'm not sure but you shade in the like, script writers <laughs> truth or dare and this y'all are on a you roll know, you know what now. actually if you if you think about it um she was the only one that didn't get like physically hurt because mm-hmm. the girl Salone got like cut yeah more got cut <laughs> um uh who was the one with the kid oh, the um i don't even remember her name um gwen gwen had to go into that smoking belly and girl almost died just so sweet too she's mm-hmm. like, eh. adorable i'm not a kid person <laughs> Um, she's not as adorable as the girl from uh, Avengers Endgame. That little girl. Just I still haven't watched that movie. Melts, oh, melts yeah. my heart. I still haven't watched Endgame. But uh, um, but she was really she was really. Sweet. But Austin gets hit in the head with a gun. Mm-hmm. So do Brax and uh, what's JD. the other JD? Well, JD gets shot. So wow, <laughs> way to tell everybody. <laughs> um, well, so does Austin. There we go. Oh, yeah, um, Austin gets shanked. No, he blows up. No, he gets stabbed to death. You no, know, he gets stabbed, but oh, then he comes back and then, and then yeah, he jumps right. on the grenade. So, the so grenade. it's very, you know, poetic ending. Yeah. He had a very and, cathartic day. But I did. L- I but then JD did, comes back. Yeah, only because. His, uh, because his brother yes, decided to stay. AKA tattoo. Yeah. The twist. The whole movie. The whole Wait, movie. can I say my thing about Lucy Hill real quick? Yeah, go for okay, it. Okay, so I, I didn't appreciate how she. Okay, when I have a villain reveal in my movie, I need it to be dramatic. I need you to give me the dramatics. I need you to make me believe that you had plotted this the whole time. Her reveal was just kind of like, oh, yeah, I did this. Okay, I did this. All right. Okay. You know what? why? Because I'm sure the scriptwriters are like, ah, oh, dang, how many pages have we got there? Damn, we got to get through this. We just got to get through this. It's been a long what? night. I was actually thinking that. I'm like, oh, but she, like, look, if she was really, this was her plot, then why did she look so confused at the beginning of the film? But I'm like, oh, she was recording herself, and she even points out, look, I saved you. So if anybody's ever questioning anything, she's like, oh, no, I have it on film. Look, I say I tried to save him. And I was like, oh, that's actually a clever thing they put at the beginning that I think was missed. Mm-hmm. So they were clearly trying to stage this, but I do agree with you that their 
dramatic entrance of her was a little lackluster yeah especially the fact that they're they're in these like wet caves looking for the source of fantasy island and it's a little difficult to see you know she's supposed to have these monsters behind her but it's just yeah there's a lackluster to it where she doesn't look very strong or intimidating Mm -hmm. or even crazy she just looks like yeah well there's just multiple i think all the scares they try to do don't really land and i think it's only because they do that like jump scare thing where they telegraph them but they telegraph them so hard like where the music cuts out and a person like hears something and then you look over here so the camera follows them and you're like okay and when the camera comes back there's gonna be someone behind them and then the camera will come back and there's someone behind them you're like ooh, it's like (laughs) okay this is like third grade elementary scare tactics for a movie like you gotta get more creative (laughs) This although is why the although one woman, the nun did the same thing. No, the one nun also had horrible makeup. Um, too, yeah. I will say there was a woman sitting a couple seats away from us. She got scared. She got scared so bad she scared me. Yes, that was that was hilarious. <laughs> she <laughs> she like, screamed at one point. Yeah, and I don't even know what the scene was, but she actually like it was when somebody a- appeared behind. Was, it was one of those things where the camera pans yeah. and then Sloan showed up or whatever. Something. Which yeah. that idea went nowhere because I thought for sure the movie was going to end. Yeah, and be I like, don't. Oh no, it's not because there's a scene where well, Brax saves like Sloan being attacked by Sloan. I think I, what was coming on because it ended up being just all of uh, the one girl's fantasy, right? Lucy Hale, where it just it's all her, and again it reveals you like your deepest kind of not even your fantasy but unconscious. Like when Gwen was like, "Oh, you know," and the little when she's like, "I don't deserve all this," and the little girl was like, "Oh yeah, you know what you did," mm-hmm. which was ominous. That part <laughs> got me. I was like, "Oh." creepy little child um and all of them yeah, had that where that like scene was creepy. yeah it was austin couldn't have his dad in the end and you know brack uh J was it jd or brack brack's lost jd mm-hmm. so them all losing a big part of themselves and i think with salone she didn't necessarily have a fantasy other than being with her husband but it's that unconscious fear of her she really hasn't grown this is she's still she is still that person back in high school, which I the can kind of, yeah, which I can kind of relate to. Sometimes I get worried, like, yeah, I was kind of a, you know, a horrible child. But my mom me. won't admit to it, but I know what I was. And like, fearing that I'm like, I'm still that person. I'm still a person who like is really mean or insults people, which I know I do sometimes and I try not to, but like trying not to be in, intimidating in that way, trying not to judge people so harshly trying not to do all that it's like oh i can see where that unconscious fear comes from when i say it goes nowhere though it's not about the implication of it's that um like i don't say i don't mean in the implication of her being there i'm saying that like normally when you set something like that up it's supposed to be it's you're thinking it's going to lead to something like maybe a reveal that like like um when we saw us Remember how Us ends? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, there's the reveal that maybe... Spoilers for Us. Yeah, spoilers for Us, sorry. Lord if you God. haven't seen Us, but the movie came out last year, so... Was it like two years ago? No, last It was year. last uh, March. Yeah. Yeah. For real? Yeah. yeah. Oh, good Lord. But, um, anyway, <laughs> I know it feels like a long time. I gotta get back in my mind. Get Out came out two years ago. God. Yes. You didn't need to yell at that. <laughs> uh, Lupita Nyong'o's character, <laughs> it's implied that Lupita Nyong'o's character is actually the doppelganger that escaped years ago. And replaced the real Lupita Nyong'o, like the the character, and so it's reveals like that. That's like, ooh, that's like intriguing or whatever. And I thought that's what they were gonna do with this Demon Sloan, where it's like Brax saves her from fighting herself, and then you find out that like the yeah. Demon Sloan is is the person who's like actually escaping the island. But no, I was just, waiting for that. But in us, I didn't. I found that predictable too. I'm like, oh yeah, I saw that coming. It would have been predictable, but at least it would have been something because everything else in this movie falls I think, flat. The whole Nick thing doesn't matter, not really, and it goes nowhere. It's crazy about <laughs> like, that. Um, for me, it wasn't predictable. It was just like boring once it happened it's like okay you're the villain you're not giving me much but okay i guess you can villain if you want to i think the villain lackluster and it would have been i don't know more entertaining if it was more the island or like i don't know if she was hidden within the crew or something you're right there was something a lackluster about her being the villain was well, even more lackluster because at least like you said they they tried to implement some breadcrumbs to maybe try and like make it a oh, bit yeah. more of a reveal that she was the villain. What's lackluster is how the movie ends. 
where they're just like like well like it ends it ends up being like just tattoos backstory how well, he ends up staying on that, the island it's just like the when they're like when she when they're in the uh they eventually find a well um where it's like the diamond this diamond or whatever that used to be saturated by the waters of the island is what allows the fantasies to come to life or whatever and so lucy hale's holding everyone hostage and she's like yeah now i'm gonna get my revenge and then they're like um and then Maggie Q's like, but I'm going to fantasize. Like, no, it wasn't Maggie Q. Sloan's Sloan. Sloan's like, I'm going to give you your fantasy. And then uh, burnt up Nick just grabs Lucy Hale and pulls her into the water. And then it's over. <laughs> the movie just ends. <laughs> well, right there. No, no, like she comes well, back from like the water grave like Jason to just try one last attempt to kill everybody. Grenade. That was lame, though. The whole thing was lame. And I, and I remember I felt bad for this lady. I think I was it was weird that to... they only grabbed one grenade. I mean, that room was filled with well, them. Well, it's just I felt bad for that lady who, uh, who was sitting next to me because I was just like, after it happened, I just like, she could just hear me. I'm sure she could hear me just go, no. No, <laughs> I believe that. I've was, I've sat next to Jerome at movies before, mad. and I can confirm that he makes these noises. See, this is why I don't sit next to you. I was so mad because I was like, "They phantom menaced it. They phantom menaced it. You would not know what that is." No, because I refuse to. Um, uh, no, yeah, like, no, it was like just trickery, and like I think. Uh, the ending ending where they fly off into the plane and the sunset and with JD and tattoo. I like that ending just because it's such a, such a big, like, what would it, would it be called? Such a big, like, send off. Yeah. To the, to the, to the actual show. The tattoo. Oh, like a, like a callback or like a, yeah, there we go. A big callback where it was like, when it happened, I heard you, the by the way, too. You, like, looked at me, and I'm like, it's Tattoo, and you're like, it's Tattoo. Oh, so yeah. you and me, me and Jerome got it. Rob and you, I don't think, got I it had, at all. I've never seen the show. I'm, I didn't even know the show existed before watching yeah, this movie. I think, like, Rob is aware of it. I don't think he knows the show like we do. Also, poor Michael Pena. Why? Because he just wants his wife. No, no, not his character. The actor. Like, <laughs> that man needs to be in better movies, because it's not his fault. I'm sure he, he was in Ant Man and Ant Man Two. Okay, that's true. He's, got he's Ant-Man, actually but that's been in a lot of films. <laughs> he's been in a lot of films, and of those, very few of them are like really good. I think his list now, right now, at least in modern films that I can think of off the top of my head, Ant Man, Dora, and uh, oh yeah, he was in Dora. Dora. I forgot. Yeah, we got way too excited about that. And uh, and what's it called? Um, and uh, End of Watch with Jake Gyllenhaal, which I argue was his best movie. So you'll put Dora into his like. Best better better movie catalog. Yes. <laughs> That's that fair. It was a I good movie. Dora. It was a it was good, good movie. It ended up being I related too hard to Dora and like <laughs> everything she did I was like I felt it too much and I was like I don't I can't I should not relate this much to teenage Dora. It's too much for me. <laughs> But um, um so, again, he's been in The Martian, which is oh, one of my absolutely favorite films. I don't care if he's not in it that much; it's still to... one of my favorite films. Why? Okay, pause. <laughs> well, so it's okay. Um, well, um, in the end, what do you guys? What would you rate it from? What was it? One to ten? Is that what we're doing, or were we doing letters? Um, let's do letters. <laughs> let's do letters. Because then we can do like. Minus and plus and stuff like that. So A B C D F. Yeah. What? What happened to the E? That's what I always when they wondered. were grading. A B C D. Is it too similar to and the F? No, well, I always got E. Like I got E's. E stood for excellent in my school. Well, my elementary school, not high school. So you what went. It went. It went A B C. No, no, no. It would have gone e. e. A B C D. That makes less sense than them just cutting out the E. <laughs> yeah. Why did they just what? cut out the E? Because it's South Carolina education. That's why. <laughs> okay. We just talked about the Chicago in education and clearly that wasn't good. And I got sent to, to one of those fair, like though, tiny. I had some great teachers. So no I shade didn't. to my teachers at that school. But the school system was not perfect. They're like, I we need to put this E in somewhere, all, even if it's not in the right place. All the education I got was uh, Chicago school in a Baptist Chicago private school. Which is now closed due to scandals that uh, I won't address on that thing. So, like, I love learning stuff about my child because it's like, oh, that's right. That's probably traumatic for others. 
But nonetheless, but, uh, what, uh, my grade for this movie, you, you already know, but I'm going to just say it just so it's on record. F. F minus. Hard F. Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> like, matter of fact, you if might... I could get down to Z, it would be there. This you movie is garbage. It deserves this 8% on Rotten Tomatoes, and I don't want anybody else to tell me different because you're lying. I'm... Chill. <laughs> Go on, Jonathan. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna be that bad. I'm gonna give it a D plus because. Um, <laughs> Still hella love. Go on. You try to be nice. You always try to be nice. Go because on. because it was it was fun for what it was. I had a good time. Um, if this movie was like on TV and I was like at home, say in like 2013, I probably would have watched it through to the end. Um, I probably would have watched it like. 20 minutes in but i probably Did you say 2013 yeah <laughs> why does the year matter because it seems like a movie that you would watch on tv in like the early 2010s you know you know what i'm feeling you, you like know the that. stephen king uh movies that were were on tv so, about yeah, like, like, like it feels like a movie that rose you would Rodden, watch red rose you, you wouldn't watch it necessarily in theaters but if it came on tv ooh, you'd be all about it so that's why i'm giving that that rating like Independence Day. Mm. I don't think many people watched it in theaters, but they played it so much on TV. Oh, no, you know, in theaters. Actually, you know, that's what happened in Wonderful Life. So Wonderful Life actually uh, bombed in the theaters. And they were like, well, this movie's never going to do anything good. And they actually forgot to renew the license or the copyright license of Wonderful Life. So it became public domain. So then TVs started showing it on Christmas because that was a film they could show. You know, all this stuff, and suddenly it blew up just because um, they forgot to copyright it. Wow. I mean, same thing with uh, Night of the Living Dead, which that's a slightly different situation, but uh, George A. Romero never... Yeah, because... It, like, never copyrighted it. They were like, oh, it's like, fine, whatever. And so a thousand movies, like, people making movies, when they were like, oh, we just need a horror movie on, on TV, it's that's why it's almost always Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, well, you know, Stephen King actually sells his books for, like, a dollar to student, uh, student filmmakers. Oh really? It, yeah, he'll be like, yeah, you can have the the rights to make a student film. Like it has to be a short film, but mm. you can make a short film, and you can use one of my books for a dollar. I found that really interesting. I watched a documentary on oh, it. That's really cool. He used to just hang out in cemeteries to get names. Really? He's such a weird dude. Wow. I feel like he would be like really interesting to talk to, but he, I think he would be a little like me, where he just says something that's unnecessarily dark. And you kind of just look at him like, is that dramatic? Should I laugh? <laughs> Or can I continue with this conversation? Because sometimes you guys give me that look when I say something and you're just... And I'm like, oh, did I just let out a traumatic part of my past again? I'm sorry. Um, Your I'm gonna, rating. <laughs> I'm actually going to give this movie a C. I liked okay. it. I enjoyed it. I liked the actors. Maybe not all the actors or actresses. I just didn't like Lucy Hale. I yeah. yeah, I agree with you. I don't think she does movies too well. Mm-hmm. But she certainly does uh, TV acting very well. Mm-hmm. I um, think those are two di- the, very different for things. For the record, I don't blame any of the actors for this movie. My F comes from scripting and directing purposes <laughs> right. only. The actors, I love, you guys I are love fine. the visual. About, All the what, actors were great. And what about like, when he was crying in that scene? That's you, true. Who? Austin. Um, yeah, Patrick. Nah. I will say I agree with you on that. Um, I'm not <laughs> fond of emotional scenes, so when they tried to push it, it felt like Neither one of them knew how to approach it, which I can kind of understand from the fathers because it was about him being like, what, in Vietnam? Mm-hmm. So he was like hyper masculine and he can't cry. He's a soldier in the jungle. I get that. But then there's this other guy trying to cry in front of him where he's just kind of batting his eyes and looking up to make his eyes water. And it's like, well, I know that trick. Yeah. I've seen it in plenty of movies. That's but like, it's the direction. They should have just found a way right. to make him cry. But yeah. I like, I just enjoyed the movie. Um, I think they tried to stick in too many plot twists at once like they were like trying to make everybody's fantasies turn insane and it's like okay there's a plot twist we all knew that was going to happen but then they try to like show how they connected every fantasy together okay that's another plot twist then the girl turns out evil okay and then they you know so the the mean girl in high school turns out to be a good person also okay we forgot about what michael rooker Whoa! Oh, I totally forgot he was God. in this movie because he's not even important to this movie. That's what I'm saying. This he's I know. terrible. I'm like, he's what like did he do? But I am upset because I have a weird um, love for him. I do admit that. <laughs> 
I just thought about it. You met him Jonathan, at a comic book. Jonathan laughs because he, because he knows. The major plot twist is Michael Rooker basically giving us the rest of the plot, being all like, "The movies, the the fantasies are gonna turn evil on you. Come Which on with I me, boy. So, I'm gonna go over to Yondu. I'm gonna be Yondu for a little bit. So, Let's go. I love Michael Rooker. I love Yondu though, and Michael Rooker's like, great. Uh-huh. I got, to, I got to hug him at Comic Con. He's a great hugger. <laughs> like, he's got the strong ears and the soft yeah. belly, which apparently that's the dad bod, which now I'm like, okay, I get it. Um, <laughs> Michael and Michael you're into the dad bod. Both the apparently, Michaels in this movie deserve a better movie. <laughs> I will agree with that. They deserve a better mo- movie. I don't like what they did with Michael Rooker's hair. That's just creepy hair. But I didn't, but there was one thing I wish they would have explained. And I know, again, there was a lot of that lacking in explanation. They tried, but it was such a short film, too. Um, Even though it, it felt was long. Michael Roker's fantasy involving. I know it was his like daughter and being with her again. He lost her. But like, clearly, it was one person getting revenge on everybody. So who did he screw over? Oh, who no, sent him? He was just trapped on the island. Yeah, because he got, he came there. Yeah. He was, he was invited. Right. Right. So if they're trying to do what they did with like um Lucy Hale's character, who did Michael Roker's character screw over that got him stuck I on think that planet? The implication of the movie that the thing with Lucy Hale's a one off. Like everybody else just comes there to get fantasies. Cause he says Rourke won't let him leave, but because he's a private investigator and he revealed the, the truth of the island. But he doesn't say like but he's not tied to the Maybe. plot at all. As far as like being a part of the the people that were there that night when um Lucy well Hale no 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 I'm not talking about that I'm saying who did he screw over like in his group that probably went and then oh, they he didn't come, like as far as we know he didn't come with a group he I came feel like, like yeah. by himself because That's if he weird. came with a group everybody else would have like he would have been he would have said that at least I hope the scriptwriters would have wrote that in for him to say All right, the scriptwriters missed a lot and I just <laughs> enjoyed the film. <laughs> It's a good film if you don't overthink it. Mm-hmm. It's not overthinking. These are simple questions. We all think very differently. <laughs> I just enjoy uh, basically Michael Roker, Michael Pagina. And um, they're the film. I enjoy the beautiful tropicals of the film. Mm-hmm. And I do appreciate that they tried to do more plot twists. I honestly wish there was a little more gore, but I guess uh, PG-13. PG-13. Yeah, I'm a very much, again, a, a horror movie buff. So it ended up being more of a thriller slash suspense than an actual horror film, mm. which I feel like at the beginning it was kind of marketed wrong. But in but in the end, it was just pretty much it was a good backstory for Tattoo. You have to admit that love- it gave Tattoo finally a backstory. And I think it was needed. He wasn't now just, you know, the person working on the island. Now he had this whole like life and he was really staying there so his brother could have a life. Thinking about it though, this is uh, the thing I thought about after um, seeing the movie. And this will be my last thing and then we gotta wrap it up. Um, is that, um, who is this movie for? <laughs> because, <laughs> because this movie, like Fantasy Island is an old show. But anybody who's seen the show from the 70s, this ain't your Fantasy Island. In fact, you probably won't even like this because that show was very heartfelt. It was more of a family show and stuff like that. And if the implication is, oh, it's for a new audience, who, like, outside of the few well, nerds no, 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 who no, know no, no, Fantasy no. Island, who... Fantasy Island was almost the same thing where, yeah, it was heartfelt because they learned their lesson in it. But again, it was twisting your fantasy. But the fantasies fantasy. weren't trying Getting, to kill you. Well, they no, were just, because like, no, a deep no, because it wasn't really their fantasies. It was that Lucy Hale's character. So really, it was just her fantasy trying to murder everybody. But nonetheless, it's but just like but this that's movie what Fantasy like- Island was. That it was ha- giving you your unconscious, no, your conscious fantasy while revealing your unconscious one that came up bubbling up, and you're just like, oh man, also, I need to face this. Lucy Hale didn't get an unconscious fantasy. No, she's just cray cray. Her fantasy came direct. We're just like, oh, you want them dead? We got you, boo. Here we go. This is like I nice- mean, not everybody's talent. I mean, and everybody's her lesson. Well, no, she wanted to psychologically torture everybody and then kill them. But the, the island's supposed to give her like a twist to be all like, actually, what you really need is love. Does she though? I think she just needs medication and some therapy. <laughs> or that too. Despite the fact, but the, and the island wasn't like that. The island was like, you want these people murdered, right? All right, cool. We'll do it in the most elaborate and dumb way possible. Well, they technically gave her her unconscious fantasy, which was being with uh, that random burnt, burnt crispy Nick. <laughs> that poor dude. That poor actor. 
he's probably so excited to be in a movie. And they're like, yeah, you're not going to get any lines. And we're pretty much going to give you. I mean, he did get a couple lines. Put you in a burnt prosthetics uh, where you're just going to show up sometimes. (laughs) Anyway. And on that note. (laughs) So FDC. So, I mean. That's pretty much it. I give it a D plus. You gave it a D plus. So yeah. it's closer to me than you. That plus is important. I think it's a it's a decent enough film. I would definitely not go see it in theaters again. Mm-hmm. But um, on TV, yeah, you'd TV, watch it. it's a good yeah. film. Or you know, you get it uh, on Netflix when it comes mm-hmm. out. It's what, a good this, film to it's just a like good watch. Film, if like for my my cinephiles out there, if you if you also think this is a bad movie, it is a great movie to get drunk and just rag on. I will say that. Mm. Kind of like a child play. That movie actually is terrible. I rewatched it. Oh, I wanted to see I it. used to love Child's Play. Uh, no, the new the remake. The new one, yeah. The remake was awful. I regret watching that. Well, that's that. a conversation for another podcast. Yeah. Right. About now. Well, we do have a horror <laughs> one coming up. So, hey. All right. all right. Stay tuned to this channel for more fun uh, discussions like this one we had today. If you have any uh, questions, thoughts, give us, you know, maybe your review of Fantasy Island or uh, any of our other podcasts you can or your review of our review or that too uh you can send a message to our uh gmail at behind the usher station at gmail.com you can also follow us on twitter and facebook and instagram uh well you can follow us on facebook and instagram at behind the usher station follow us on twitter at usher station pod and uh also what are all of our singular instagrams for find out more information about us peoples uh well they're both looking at me so um (laughs) you go first (laughs) Alex, I can be found at on Instagram on living my okayest life, which I think eventually I'm going to change because that's a little wordy. But for now, living my okayest okay. life. <laughs> uh, you can follow me at, at not Jerome Rhett. And you can follow me at Jonathan Keys. See you all next time. Bye.